What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn, your stop for all things pop, where we talk about all things pop culture from our homes here in the Philippine Islands to the rest of the world. Today, this is unfortunately not Chola Sadiarian, but no worries. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately not Chola Sadiarian, but no worries. As you can hear, he'll still be joining us on today's episode. This is Paula Molina hosting a special and, dare I say, magical episode about yes. one of the biggest and most popular fandom series, uh, lifestyles, books, whatever, in the world. Um, and that is Harry Potter, written by the fantastic Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> written by Daniel Radcliffe as a celebration of oh, our man. favorite lightning bolt scarred wizards, Big 4-0. So man. Harry is 40 years old. Um, nung July 31, we're celebrating a little bit late, but better late than never, I think. So, you can happy see my birthday. back. Happy birthday! Happy 40th birthday, Harry! Happy birthday, Harry! birthday, Harry. You're a wizard. Happy birthday, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. So, if you guys can see my background, which is all just like Harry Potter pops, it Harry Potter is something I practically eat, sleep, live, and breathe. So, thank you so much to Cholo for giving me an opportunity to host this episode. And without further ado, we solemnly swear that we are up to no good as I Have we ever been to no good? <laughs> We're always up to no good. Uh, I'd just like to introduce today's co-host. And once you guys... Um, Say your names. Could you please share with us your Harry Potter, your Hogwarts houses as well as stereotypical oh. Potterheads. So I'm clearly <laughs> a Gryffindor. Um, so, <laughs> so Selena Ravenclaw, Burns. Hi, uh, I'm Burns. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Burns. Good. I'm Burns and I'm Ravenclaw. Love it. Ooh. Cholo. Si Jaren na muna. Ay, okay. Oh. Special talaga, Jen. Cholo si Jaren. Si uh, I'm Jaren. I used to be Ravenclaw, but I am apparently a Gryffindor now. Oh. And hello. You may know me from other episodes. I'm Cholo. <laughs> and I am a Hufflepuff. And uh, first episode? I'd, I'd like to thank Paula for doing this, first and foremost. You are in good hands. I will just be here to go along with the ride, which I'm sure is going to be exciting. This is your first episode, right? That's yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm such a fan of the show. Wow. So much. <laughs> hearing oh, you welcome guys. Welcome aboard, Cholo. Um, podcasting I've been hearing Paula, Dren, Cell, Burns. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Cholo. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I want to start off by asking everyone how you guys came into the fandom and like what struck you most about Potter and basically got you hooked. Feel free to just jump in, guys. Or I, start, or I can start. Or I can start. start. You, start. you can start. You can start. Okay. So, um, I was six when the first film came out. And at the time, my mom already started reading the series. And she really liked it. And thought that it was something that her kids should watch. So, we did. And... I think I mostly got into it because I was crush si Daniel Radcliffe at the time. Like, he was just so cute. And like, ayun. And the, the whole Showing idea early signs at six years old. I know, right? The thirst was already coming out at six. But, you know, at least consistent tayo. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, aside from that, like the whole magical, the idea of like a magical world, like how is that not attractive to a six-year-old kid who had like a really rampant imagination? So yun, and then I bought my first illegal 
um, VCD at the time <laughs> because I wanted to watch Harry Potter and well, hindi pa available yung like legit copy. So, binilhan kami ng dad ko nung fake. And I would watch it every Friday because that was the only time I was able to watch TV until like, na-memorize ko na yung buong movie and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> He's been doing this for 40 years. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go next, I guess. As if, uh, parang sanay na ako dito eh. <laughs> well, for me, I think it's one of the earliest books I remember reading ever. Like my mom had a copy or my tita or both of them. And then I guess they just left it there. And parang ayun, I got into it because it's such an easy read. And it's yeah. very interesting as a book. And then yun nga, the movies came out. Uh, I still remember seeing it through my tito. And then, ayun na. I mean, ganun din eh. The experience of seeing the magic, which, yeah. you know, we didn't have all those CGI parang as big as we do now. Yeah. Or, I mean, parang seeing that magical world and wanting to be in it, I guess it's really mostly that. And, syempre, when you were young, you know, you're a Gryffindor. Everyone's a Gryffindor when, <laughs> when we were kids. You don't want to be a Slytherin. But, true. like, as you grow up, syempre, you understand, like, humanity and what kind of person you are. So, ayun. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go next. Um, I remember watching the movie and then going to my library in school wanting to borrow the book. But I think I was like grade one or two that time. And the librarian told me I wasn't allowed to borrow it. Because wow. it was too advanced for me. And of course, me, oh, wow. loves to read, I think it really hurt my pride. And as somebody who was argumentative, <laughs> and someone who was argumentative and stubborn at like grade one to two, I think I read it to prove a point that I could actually In, Like to spite her. Be <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I can totally read this and at my like reading level. And I mean, I fell in love with it from there. And I, and I think that it was a nice... Um, gateway also to reading more books. Yes. Especially when you have a character like Hermione Granger who's not ashamed of being a bookworm and being like a really big nerd. So that was a, I think that was very important to me as a grade one student who wanted to prove a librarian wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Petty from the very beginning. <laughs> okay, I'll go next. Okay. Um, my first experience I think I remember so well. We had the DVD of the first of the first movie, and when I watched, it was like a special edition, but like it had the bonus features. Love it. Like it, the one that he flips open. I, that's what I really remember about it. And when so that that's was when still I, a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's when it was still a thing, and I got so hooked, talaga, that. For, but I don't know why. But we had the first movie, but the second movie we had two copies, and one was pirated. We had yeah. I I don't know why. Come on, pirate. But, Chamber, Chamber of, we had Chamber of Secrets not pirated and one uh, with bonus features also. So then from the movies, that's when I started asking, okay, I want to read. I want to read. If there's a book of, the, of these, I want to read mm. it. So bad. And uh, I just caught up with it and sobrang nami And that time, too, early 2000s, that was such a fantasy uh, phase for yeah. us. Like, if you're if you're into fantasy, you're into two things. You're either into Harry Potter or you're or into Lord, Lord of the Rings. And that back then, talaga, it was such a such a craze. And for for ano, for our age, Harry Potter appealed to us more because there was this 11 year old kid who realized, na shucks, I'm a wizard. And then I began to realize, wait, what if I'm a wizard too? Like you know, could mm. I actually be that magical too? 
and it uh, it it was so special to be introduced to this outside world na it could actually exist especially since i found out i asked my dad does king's ross exist yeah it's, it's so harry potter could be real i was Aww. like no. so, <laughs> innocent childhood it's so cute. Yeah. I remember waiting as well, like on my 11th birthday, like for my oh. Hogwarts letter to arrive <laughs> well, and just being so crushed when it didn't. <laughs> well, well, Voldemort destroyed all of the records of who the muggles and yeah. the wizards are. I'm holding it that's, yeah. just where, that's just what we'll uh, keep thinking moving forward. What yes. do you mean keep thinking? It's true. Just believing, <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> uh, so on that note, I read Lord of the Rings first when I was a kid because my dad was a like Hugh until now he's like a huge Lord of the Rings fan so mm-hmm. he made me read it despite me being like seven or something <laughs> <laughs> and uh so I read that and I read The Hobbit and you know being uh a kid I was like hungry for more and I was just looking for like whatever I could get um and Harry Potter uh my brother was reading Harry Potter my middle brother and it ended up happening that I became so obsessed with it that um, I would like he'd be like looking for his books and I'd just be rereading them and uh, I remember I think my fondest memory of the books is when the seventh book came out my mom was was very much on the let's wait for the paperback edition first oh, no. and I was like no I need, I need, I need it now mom <laughs> and me and my brother were supposed to take turns he was supposed to read like on one day I was supposed to read another day and I remember finish I finished it in one day yeah. just because of how much I wanted to finish it and like I just remember locking myself in a room and feeling so happy that it, it was finally open and then the, the crushing sadness of you know it, it being, being over. over. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And I guess related to the first question, um, why has Harry Potter been such like an important fandom or like um, presence in your life? Because I think for a lot for everyone here, like it has been very, very yeah. important in more ways than just like something that you like to watch or read. Go, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> um, for your speech. host. <laughs> well, Harry Potter, first of all, like was like everyone else here was my gateway to reading. Like I, the only thing I read prior to Potter was like Geronimo Stilton books, which oh. are very fun also. But um, it was really a step up when I started reading Potter, and after that, I just became a very voracious reader. Um, and it became and it evolved into a love of language of the English language as well and writing which is my career now so I I think without Potter I probably wouldn't be interested in media and writing in the way that I am today like I can firmly say and I think everyone who knows me will agree that I, I legitimately do not know who I would be today if it weren't for Harry Potter. Like, it has taken over every single facet of my life to how I relate to my family because my family is also a bunch of, like, nerds and geeks and talking about Harry Potter is a very easy way for us to bond with each other and it makes it much easier to, you know, um, cultivate a relationship as a family. And all of my friendships, I think, without a doubt, like, stem from Harry Potter in one way or another, particularly my earlier friendships um, in grade school. My friends and I would pretend would pretend to be Harry Potter characters or God forbid, like legitimately role play um, these characters like in the hallways of our school and 
do-over scenes. As in, like, siguro everyday nung grade 2 ako, inuulit-ulit lang namin yung duel ni Draco and Harry in ah, Chamber of, of Secrets. <laughs> because, of you know, like, there are sexual tension and I guess at, like, grade 2 na we could already tell that. <laughs> For some reason. Between two guys, no less. Exactly. So, all of that. Um, ayun, I just really owe so much of my life to Potter. So, as much as, like, and we'll talk about this more later, like, the issues with J.K. Rowling. Um, it's hard for me to detach myself at all from from the series because of how much it's incorporated into my life. I mean, I would have to take down so much of my shit if I really wanted to, like, remove myself from the fandom. Well, I was gonna get so rich with all those limited editions. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she did end up selling them. I probably won't. <laughs> Ako, uh, it's not really the biggest fandom I have, but I mm. guess it also instigated that, yung love for reading, as I said earlier, and maybe even movies, because when we yeah. were young, Harry Potter was just one of those series that we didn't have any Marvel Cinematic Universe back then to watch out for every year, ganyan. and we had Harry Potter to look after. And I remember, like, you know, wanting those K Zone issues with Harry Potter. On yes! The wall. So, actually, the very first K Zone. Issue had Harry Potter, right? Same. Yeah. yeah October, so, October 2002, yun, diba? Yeah. Yes. So, you know, it just like goes that deep na, you know, K-Zone days and then going to K-Zone also and then, you know, just watching Harry Potter unfold and pang, yun nga, we grow up with them although it's yeah. not really our age range. Parang in a sense, I think it is our age, age range because I started like, my my schooling sa STC. I started going to STC when the first Harry Potter film came out. And the year that I was graduating was also the year that the last Harry yeah. Potter film came out. Oh, so perfect. it was very much like growing yeah. up with Harry. Not true. Yeah, I thought, hindi, hindi natin ka-age yung characters. characters symbol, yeah. But in yeah. terms yeah. of the we releases, it, it yeah. was very, yeah. It's very us. That's true. So yeah, that's my story. Cause like, wala, wala ambag, I would say to this. I'm just gonna be here to give my own comments. I'm not You're wearing biggest. a Hufflepuff shirt. Yeah. And it's not you... real. It's just like a no, color scheme. And you have like how many Harry Pops also. So I think like in some shape or form. Yeah. Self. Okay. I think my story is very parallel to Paula's. Um, actually, I'm here right now in this podcast because of Paula. Um, we became friends because of Harry Potter. Like, no joke. Like, uh, I think the reason Paula and I became really close in college was because of a lot of frequent Potter conversations in the Oregon Heights. And I, mean, I think that Harry, uh, Harry Potter really helped me make friends. Um, I think I realized, like, growing up that you can have similar interests with people, but you can't, but not, doesn't necessarily mean that you appreciate it the same way. Yes. Um, so, for example, in the Harry Potter fandom, there are those people who love to memorize facts about the books, um, the kind that could be like what was in chapter one of the Sorcerer's Stone and they can oh, answer Jesus. The kind of people who would win at trivia nights, but there are also the kinds of fans who have very strong feelings about the book, who can prepare like a 30-minute presentation to argue their point. That kind of thing. And I think a lot of my friends fall in that latter category. And I'm, I myself am the kind of person who has a lot of very strong opinions about the works that I like. And I'm glad that Harry Potter was like one of the frequent topics in those kinds of discussions. And 
people don't really make you feel ashamed for talking like really strong feelings like why is this my potter house like you have a whole list of reasons why you're you're in Slytherin and I think that it was the first fandom that I had really strong feelings about like I would still argue with people now about why you shouldn't be a Snape apologist or we will get to that later also (laughs) I think that it's it's a very good space to culminate friendships. Getting emotional. <laughs> pretty much, I'm pretty much the same thing with Paula. Cause like, it was my I once I started reading Harry Potter. That's when I started reading in general. Like not just small books, like literal, actual, thick, hardbound books, talaga. And not like, if, if you compare, <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. Well, 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 we um, love Geronimo. Well, I love Geronimo still. Well, well, we love Geronimo still, Con. We should have but, a special. Know, like, yeah, we should. <laughs> for like the bond from like the, alam mo, like from Harry Potter, that's I began reading other British writers like and Enid Blyton, all her other all her stuff, and then then when you I look at the stuff that I read now, like hell, I, I know like uh, let's say like uh, a song of ice and fire. I wouldn't have gotten to that at that point if I didn't read stuff like uh, like, uh, like Harry Potter. Potter. Like, yeah. Hell, I wouldn't even think I would actually get to reading Lord of the Rings and rather than just watch it if I didn't grow up with Harry Potter in the first place. Especially in the movies parang grow up with us in yeah. a way that I would always count down to every year that I knew it was going to come out. And even though I knew what was gonna happen already in the movie, I just wanted to see it. Yes. Not just in my imagination. I wanted to see it on the big screen. I wanted to see everything unfurl. And yeah. wow, like it's like it's like an affirmation now. Okay, this really happened. It's it. The magic really is true in a way. So it made me feel like every time I felt like the young kid who you know. In a way, he got his first letter, but you know, open read yeah. the books for the first time. So, what oh, I love that. Uh, I love the parallelisms me, also in like our story. So, yes, go ahead, Jen. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, for me, I think, well, after reading Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings is very, it's very good and evil, right? Like, some characters are born good, some characters are born evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Harry Potter, it's like completely different, right? Like, the whole point of it is that you can't well for me at least one of the one of the bigger points of it is that you can't like judge a book by its cover and you have to give people second chances mm-hmm. although mercy is a big like theme also in lord of the rings but like the as a, as a person who um growing up was wasn't really i didn't really excel at anything i was good at a lot of stuff but but i wasn't the best at anything if that makes sense mm-hmm. and harry wasn't the best at anything. He was a very average person. And I think that, that was a, that's a really important thing to note about the main character of Harry Potter is that he's just this normal person. And one of the main points in book seven, spoilers, if you haven't read book seven, <laughs> is, like it could have been Neville, right? It, it yeah. could have also just been Neville. Sure. And, like, the, and uh, personally, my headcanon is that even if it was Neville, it would have worked out exactly the same way because okay. the point is that it can be, the chosen one can be anyone. It doesn't matter who it is it's it's more about like the people around him and and how he grows up so for me it was like even though i didn't feel special harry potter made me feel special that's so nice yeah i think we have our our own like origin stories 
of parang why we admire Harry as a person. Mm-hmm. And I guess even now, yung revolution thing, di ba, people keep on saying na, yeah. you know, we wouldn't be like revolting, quote-unquote, <laughs> the way we are if we didn't see Harry Potter and gang like go against Voldemort at that point in time. That's true. Something. I mean, like our generation grew up with a bunch of <laughs> rebels, I guess, uh, the protagonists in our stories. And I think it it tells it says a lot then about how we think now and how we perceive what is right and wrong. And a lot of it is really owed to the series that we grew up watching. So, um, because we've been talking about like film Potter and book Potter and how there are stark differences in both. I just want to ask everyone which team are you on? Like, are you team books or team movies or why do I'm you have like... I'm team Cracker. Joke. <laughs> <laughs> I am team Jujubee. Oh my god. I, I am always team fanfiction. <laughs> or which one do you guys... Which one would you rather like cozy up to on like a rainy day like you oh, would you rather read the books again or would you rather like binge watch the oh, series oh it's so difficult Ooh, yeah. That's, yeah that's really hard yeah but the way you phrased it makes it really difficult <laughs> I mean For like me. I, I have a very like quick answer to say but okay. <laughs> I guess it's not like that easy apparently to other people because I I love them the films were my first love like it, it's really what okay. got me into this whole thing so when I'm having a really bad day like I would rather watch the movie, like the first th- first four films, I think are like my comfort films whenever I feel sad. So, for that reason alone, I prefer the films. But like generally, story wise, there's a lot more meat, of course, in the books. But yeah, if you put it that way, I would also say movies because I haven't even finished the whole book series. I'm so sorry. <gasps> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna leave the chat room. But yeah, parang natigil ako bigla for some reason. Where did you but, stop? Book five. So I only have like two books. Oh lord. Oh, book six is like my favorite one. Yeah, I was about to say book six is so good. No, but I don't I don't really believe in like picking up from the where I left off. I have to restart the whole that's thing. That's fair. Again. Especially that's, if you've yeah. so, it's been a while since you've read. That's most of the reason why I haven't like caught up to the last two books because Natigil ako bigla and I want, I need to like reset the whole thing to be able to continue the whole thing. But yeah, movies kasi mas, ano, yun nga, mas visceral, I guess, yung experience ko with Harry Potter. And yeah, it's pretty much my answer. <laughs> but the bigger book and movie uh, debate is like, it will never end. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it will definitely never end. So... I think I'm still partial to the books just because of the way I got into it that mm. I wanted to prove that I to could. prove someone wrong. <laughs> so where is that librarian now? I, I want to know. I know. I think that's like one of my defining qualities as a person and why I'm a Ravenclaw. I like proving people wrong. <laughs> and I hate it. being wrong myself. So I guess that says a lot about me. But yeah, I, I, there are a lot of things in the books that I really, really like that didn't make it to the movie. So I think I'm always going to be bitter about that. That's fair. Dren Burns, are oh, you still like... Yeah, I'm like what losing I'm my mind. Feeling. Okay, that's fair also. Yeah, because like for me, I can't... It really depends on how I'm feeling in the moment. Like Mm-mm. if you if you popped on a Harry Potter film right now, I will keep... I, I'll, I'll keep it there on TV. Like I won't even watch <laughs> it. Like I'll keep it on. I'll, I'll work. I'll mm-hmm. read something else. I'll scroll and I'll, I'll leave it on. It's okay. I know everything that's happening. I'll, 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 even my, my parents and my sisters are annoyed 
Now I can recite every line every now and then. Same. But, but the thing, but the thing, yun nga din, it so it the the books are different. Eh? Like mm. like you said, it's meatier. Like there's so much story in it, and when you're trying to picture it in your mind, I don't know. Like it's the impact is bigger. Yeah. So you can you can really you can tell what why Harry Potter is Harry Potter if you read the books. So it's a it's a jumble. Like I can't really give a, a definite answer. It, like Chola said, it will never end that that debate okay. between the two of them. I, I can never ever ever choose. Uh I think I'm gonna go with the books. Because well un, unlike unlike you guys, I started with the books. Mm. And I think that the over uh, n- now that I'm older, I've realized that that's really how I prefer to start. I recently read Haikyuu, and you read I it before not... watching the the anime. I, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I refused to watch the anime before I finished the whole. Wow. <laughs> uh, I know, right? <laughs> it only took me like it only took me like four days. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, but yeah, so <laughs> like so now now when I when there's you know media that's like that has a book form and the movie mm-hmm. form or even like. Uh, if there's like a play version of it and uh, there's a, a book form of, of the stage play, in my head, there's two different versions. Yeah. Like, for example, now with the, with, the Harry, with Harry Potter, I have a different version of Harry in my head that's not Daniel Radcliffe. Mm. That was the original version. So, of course, it's going to be more comforting to, to read the books for me because um, it's my own version. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's more familiar to me and, and, and also... It hurts me to say that though, because I really do love the movies also. But yeah, <laughs> a painful decision <laughs> was made. <laughs> but no, I think it's fair. I mean, however way we want to enjoy the series, I think is very valid. So it it frustrates me when people gatekeep on fandoms and how people appreciate them, because to me, as so long as you love it and it makes you happy and it entertains you to a certain degree, then. Who am I to judge how you consume something, right? So, I have so many friends who are such huge Harry Potter fans, but they've never read the books. And it's, yeah, but it's because reading is just not something that they like to do in general, no matter how interesting a topic is. It's not something they can do as like, oh, that's me. Yeah, it's not something fun for them. I mean, that's what I mean. It's not something fun for them. No matter how um, imaginative... The library is open, Paula. (laughs) I'm not going to say who these people (laughs) are. (laughs) But yeah. um, yeah, um, There's feedback. There's feedback. Coming Coming from from someone. Cell, I think. I'm not sure. Hello. Oh, stop. We're good. Hello? Okay, yeah, yeah we're good. Okay, sorry. Okay. That. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have so many friends who are into Harry Potter but never read the books because it wasn't something, like reading isn't something that's fun for them. But mm. they love the series as probably as much as I do. And like when I, I can talk about Potter for hours and so can they. So however they want to consume it is perfectly fine. It's a fair game. Yeah. yeah. And it, fris- it just frustrates me when people are like, what? You didn't read the books? You're not a real fan? Kema, kema, kema. Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> right? So, um, a fun question before we get into like the meatier stuff of the books themselves and the series itself, I mean. Um, do you guys have a Harry Potter ship? <laughs> no. Not Hermione at all. <laughs> just, just not Hermione. True, that's so true. 
have an easy answer. James and Lily. Oh, Jilly. Oh, oh I love that. Yeah, of course. Without them, nothing would be possible. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, their union. We know so little about series. them. That's I know, weird. right? Yeah, no, it's really frustrating. Would you be open to a spin-off na sila? No, I wouldn't. I think <laughs> one of the reasons I really like them is the fact we don't know a lot about them. So it's up to the fans to fill in the blanks. Oh, true. Like, we only have like the base story that she hated him at first, but then he changed. Mm-hmm. And then like that's the time she fell for him. And then as fans, like we're the ones who have to like put in the details. And I find that a lot more fun than because J.K. Rowling can't write romance. So, like, she can't. <laughs> she really can't. Which is why I really hate majority of like the canon ships. Uh, Rowling's Hermione. I feel like I... I'm I'm more okay with them. It's it's Harry and Ginny that really gets to me <laughs> that okay. I don't like. Oh yeah. Because like to me, Ginny has always viewed Harry as like, you know, this god like yeah. creature, right? That she kind of worshipped. And um, Harry, like the way he was written, is always a character that hated the attention and hated all of the special treatment. So it mm-hmm. boggles the mind <laughs> as to why they ended up together over my ship, which is like Harry and Hermione, <laughs> which I think is just more natural. And they're a better fit for each other in terms of like um, how, how powerful and like how driven they both are. Because like the reason why I don't like Ron and Hermione in mind is because I feel like Ron will always have an inferiority complex to Hermione given how much she wants to achieve in the wizarding world. And we could tell Naman how jealous a character Ron can be. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. But if I go on a rant about like my ship, it it will take the whole podcast. So. <laughs> um, Maybe we that's talk- why I know, Harry and Hermione weren't a thing. It's too powerful. But imagine, so, just imagine. Yeah. yeah, in my head, in my head, Harry should have ended up with Hermione. For uh, sure. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but we're starting to talk about the characters a bit more, so um, let's delve into the most notable characters in the series, and I guess subsequently the actors who portrayed them, because I think like that plays a huge role in how we perceive these characters, especially for us who started out with the films. So let's start with the boy who lived himself, um, Harry. Um, I want to start with like a fun question, which was posed by a friend of Cells and mine, which is, what do you think Harry did on his 40th birthday? And did you think he had like a midlife wizarding <laughs> crisis? My goodness. Well, uh, oh, I have so many feelings. I would this. think Harry is trying to solve the coronavirus pandemic. Honestly, is there is there wizard corona no but the thing is because like muggle illnesses don't affect wizards exactly right so that's why i'm saying wizard corona other people i don't know wizard corona (laughs) are they trying to solve the ano in the parang behind the scenes for the muggles or something like that i feel like i would see hermione more doing that i don't think i don't think they do that because one of the key points in book God, what was it four? Is that like we don't we can't, know, can't give magic to muggles because we'd abuse it? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they'd do that. Hmm. But like, do you think he had a midlife crisis? Our friend said that maybe he bought like a new broomstick, the same way that people going <laughs> through midlife crisis. Five thousand. Exactly. How old will his children be at this time? Oh goodness. Um, he had them at like nineteen, which is like hella early, guys. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, he was, yeah. Na, yeah. Na, yeah. Yeah, James has graduated. Yeah, James, na. Yeah. Um, 
Albus has graduated na rin ata. I think Maybe he's enjoying na. his life or whatever. I would think Harry would enjoy like a very peaceful life. I th- I think like the fact that he's aging is something very good to him. Like something that he treasures given that he's always thought that he would die before he reached the age of 17. So I think he's just But in any case, like regardless of how we think Harry celebrated his birthday or what, like <laughs> I there's this thought that he is probably the least loved protagonist in like mm. the history of protagonists. Do you guys agree or? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Uh, because, well, I I mentioned it a while ago that the he made me as a quote unquote loser. He made me feel cool, and I think it's because he's a loser. So, <laughs> and, I think, and I think that's why people don't like him because he's he's kind of a loser. <laughs> Seriously, he's just like this average dude, you know, his whole power is like love, anyone can love. But that's the that's the appeal of him also is that he's, he's a good like, flyer though, isn't he a jock? Yeah. All right, no, that's true. <laughs> he's a jock. <laughs> isn't he a jock? Technically, yeah, he is a jock. Ah. Uh, actually, no, that's a good point. What what hmm. <laughs> I mean I know I've always been sorry, I'm I've always been aware that he's not as well liked as 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 some other protagonists. Mm. Like you don't see people like People fangirl about and fanboy about Daniel Radcliffe. They don't fanboy girl about Harry. Harry Potter. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And people love Draco Malfoy more than they love oh Harry my Potter, goodness. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we love uh God, what's his that's the Tom Felton. Name? Tom Felton also, yeah. <sighs> I never really understood it. Oh, sorry, Sal, go ahead. I was just going to say that I think that Harry, since he's the main character, he carries the weight of all of our disappointments with the books in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any Harry Potter fan who does not have a single complaint about the books or the movie. Oh, yeah. We kind of just like end up dumping it all on Harry, and that's why it seems like we don't appreciate him that much. Mm. Even if he does not deserve that, definitely he doesn't. There are other characters we should be hating on more. But I feel like. <laughs> That's the protagonist. Like that's the burden he has to bear. No, it's true because if you say like I love Harry Potter, people will think you're saying that you love the whole series, right? True. Rather than like the character yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. So there is that, and I think that's fair. But what personally, if you were to change the name of the series without his name attached to it, what would you call it? Yeah, it's so iconic as it is, nay. <laughs> yeah, Wizards. The Wizarding World. Wizarding World is what J.K. Rowling is That's, using right now. Eh. Right but it now, doesn't have the same impact though. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so like... memeable then. Harry Potter and the audacity blah, of this blah, blah, bitch. Blah, blah. You know? Yung mga <laughs> memes. Which is just so funny to me. So, yeah. But I think, like, personally, I have this love for really, really good. Like, at their core is what they are. They're good people. And Harry is that to me. Same reason why I love Steve Rogers also like in the background of my <laughs> room right now um, is because at their core, they are good people and that's what makes them quote-unquote special even though it's not really supposed to be something special about them because that's how every person should be in the first place. So I think I personally am frustrated with the fact that Harry is a very not loved, um, universally not loved um, protagonist because I really, really just love who he is as a character um, and the struggles that he went through and still being such a decent human being in spite of all of that. Um, he can be broody at times, but like I think people forget he's a teen- he was a teenager going through all of that. So perfectly mm-hmm. acceptable, some of the things that he's done and like the frustrations that he's aired out. 
So ayun, I I love the goodness that Harry brings out to the world and it's something I try to emulate every day also. With the snarkiness pa rin, because he is a very snarky character that the films yeah. don't portray as well. Grabe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um moving on to probably my favorite character in the series which is Hermione Granger. Like she is just the best and the like my inspiration for everything. <laughs> like it's always like, what would Hermione Granger do if she were in this particular situation? And um, she made because I was a big nerd like growing up, you know, honor student that and like know it all that everybody kind of disliked in class. And Hermione Granger made me feel like that's not something I should ever be ashamed about. Like my being smart at the time i don't think i'm i'm like as smart now than i was when i was a child na yung laging honor student hindi ngayon but growing up like she was such an important figure that like what women palagi na lang kasi pagbabae and sal i think you can back me up if you're like this know it all like you will be treated how Ron treated Hermione at the start of the series, yeah. di ba? Na um or just thinking you're really bossy but you're just Asserting yourself. If a man did the same thing, parang everybody would just laud him and, you know, all of that stuff. So, Hermione Granger is just a constantly good um, figure to aspire to be. So. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I, I definitely agree. And I feel like um, having a character like Hermione is really great for little girls yeah, to be able to learn how to assert themselves, especially in very male-dominated spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where I'm coming from is the fact that I used to work in an office full of dudes. As in, like, full of dudes talaga. So, like, 90% of the people there were guys. And it gets really, really intimidating. And I think that sometimes, like, I like what Paula said, like, Harry Potter is a good comfort film because you see this girl who stands up to all these guys who try to mansplain and thinks that she knows better than them. Yes. So that's why I also really appreciate Hermione Granger as a character. Okay. Um... Ron Weasley. Um, I have a lot of fan friends who dislike him as a character because they think he's such a dick. Like, do you guys agree that he was like? Uh, well, well, first <laughs> about the Hermione. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, I also, I didn't understand why people hated her when I was reading the books. Mm. I, I thought to myself, like, I'd be her friend if I was like in this in Hogwarts with her. Um, and also, there's a. Like, she has the strongest will by far among, like, so many of the characters. Especially the three, I think. Mm-hmm. She has the strongest will. Um, the fact that she was the only reason they kept going in book seven, really. Right? Like, they would have died yeah. without her. Yeah, right. So, yeah. But with Ron, I, I love... I, no, sorry. I both hate him and completely sympathize with him because mm-hmm. I'm also... I had, that, I, have, I had two older brothers growing up. And they were like amazing at everything. Mm-mm. So I was very like, oh, I get him. I understand how he feels. But at the same time, I hated it because I knew that he shouldn't be acting that way, which is why like his development over the years really resonated with me because it was like, it made me feel like I could grow out of the shadow of my brothers also. So oh, that's great. I always hate that. Well, I, I'm very big into fan fiction and. Harry Hermione fan fiction in particular. And a lot of the stories are always like Ron bashing, Weasley bashing in general. And I really dislike that way of viewing him as a character because we're judging him how he was as a teenager. 
and like all of us went through a similar phase where we're not we're not like our best selves when we're yeah. when we're teenagers. So I think it's just very unfair. And I think he's such he's also a good person. Like in spite of all of the stuff that he's done, it's yeah. not like he really meant to be hurtful or whatever. Yeah, yeah. parang basa ko sa kanya, parang yun nga eh, with all the in the all the pressure coming from his family Mm-mm. and like being with Harry, yeah. who's like the favored one by everyone at some point. And then see si Hermione is like such a strong-willed person. I think Ron has that. She yung naging fallback ng ganong mga circumstances. And mm. you really can't blame him for that. And I guess a lot of people can relate to that. Nga, which is why Dren's point was really nice. And yun nga with Hermione, I would say, yeah. Or do we... Do we see our female friends re- in a really good light because Hermione exists? Probably yes. So that's good for people who read or watch these movies because you see that strong women, strong children, strong girls exist, and that she paved the way for a lot of our, ano, our female-centered films ngayon or mm. mga media. So that's really that's really great on Hermione's end. So those are my takes on Hermione. Hermione. Okay. Um, and I think this is the one that a lot of people have disagreeing opinions about and it's something Sel and I discuss all the time, which is Severus Snape. Thoughts on him <laughs> as a character or our litmus test <laughs> on reading people is whether or not they think Snape is a good person or not. He's like... OG simp, isn't he? Like, <laughs> right? Like he's he's like, I'll do anything for you, Lily, and uh, as and, as somebody, and call you a slur is probably one of the things that he would do for her. Yeah, uh, I think personally with Snape, I was one of the people who before was very was very much on the uh, I love Snape as a character mm-hmm. because I understood his desire to basically be wanted or accepted by anyone. Yeah. Um, again, growing up like as a quote-unquote loser, but then you know, over time, I realized that like uh, ultimately, like even if you say he had a good heart, his you have to actively choose to become a better person, which is what I think he failed at. Yes. He he kind of never really he just kind of pitied himself forever. <laughs> yeah. And and that's yeah. like why he turned into such a bitter like potions professor. So I guess for me, he's like a cautionary tale in that sense. Even though Rowling gave him like this epic death, which he didn't really deserve. <laughs> uh, so. in debate ni nagusto ni Paula. No, because I, again, like I think Snape is a good character, and this is something again Sal and I have discussed in length. Uh, he is a he's a very interesting character. I understand why people are drawn to him and why he would be a very interesting person to write. You know that kind of persona and all, but. If we're asking if Snape is a good person, I definitely don't think that he is a good person. Um, the fact that he constantly abused his students for yeah. God knows how long will never just like will never be excused by any heroism that he has done like for the quote unquote greater good. Because like imagine Neville and the trauma that he's given him for life. Like your inability to do well in class stems from the fact that you fear your teacher and your teacher actively preys on you and enjoys um, doing that to you. And his hatred for Harry, which is so unfounded, 
just because he looks like his dad. Diba? Yeah. Uh, for all of those things. And if he really loved Lily, then shouldn't he have loved his her son? Right? She Lily would have never allowed her son to be treated that way by anybody, least of all someone who used to be her friend. So I I again I understand the appeal of Snape, but I don't I don't know. It, it frustrates me that he's like viewed as this big hero when I really don't think that he is. Actually, yeah. It might really be like a telling tale more than anything about what not to do. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. for teachers. Diba? Malaking issue ngayon yung teachers abusing students in various yes. ways. And syempre, growing <laughs> up, you don't really know that trauma that they put onto you. And yun nga, now that we look back on it, Snape actually did abuse and traumatize so many kids. Yeah, I mean, hello. Neville like went through something traumatic by like basically losing his parents at such a young age. And his Bogart was like it was still Snape. He, yeah. Snape is his yeah. biggest fear. Like grabe yung trauma sa kanya. Mas malala pa yun than like his parents going insane. So teachers watch out and future <laughs> I mean, yun nga eh. Diba? Knowing what we went through also as kids. And like, you never really understand that until you grow up. Um, yeah. And seeing this in parang in a book or in a movie setting kind of yeah. puts you into perspective also about how you want to approach your teaching style or like dealing with children or whatever. That's a nice insight I never thought I would have. But here we are. I remember that with one of the short films I watched recently. I'm sure Paula's already yung uh, K-drama na movie um, in my family, which is also oh, like yeah. teacher trauma mm-hmm. in a sense. And, you know, that transpired a lot of events in many people's lives, which we will not divulge in this episode. <laughs> but, you know, we know that personally and we saw that with our own eyes. And that was also because of a teacher who decided to like ruin a kid's life in a sense. So, yeah. you know, it's just... It's an interesting afterthought after having watched and read Harry Potter in a sense. I mean, if you put it that way, if, if you do put it that way, is he a good character? Yeah, maybe. Like definitely, like the way that he was such a red herring from the very beginning. Yeah. Like we were treated to hate this guy so much, and everything he's done shows that. And then suddenly, flip the script on him. Na, oh, guess what? He's a big hero. He's actually been on on the good side all this time. Maybe if if you want, you could treat him that way. But if you ask if he's a good person, I don't know. He was pretty mean. Like after everything he's done for the for seven years, seven books. Uh, yeah. No, that, if I if I was his student, I would never forgive him. Right. Like I would. Ne- I would never find a way to like him. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Well, I'd like to think. Would there be any Slytherin who doesn't like him? If would. Like I don't know, like, well, I just I I can't see a good re I, I can't see a valid reason why would you call him a good person? Mm. Like, we were treated. Well, I I grew up I grew up learning to hate him, and then even if you say he was a good guy, well, I still don't mm. like him as a person. Yeah, and the fact that Harry named one of his kids after him, but no, it's just <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> He traumatized you your whole childhood. He wants to remember the trauma. <laughs> Actually, Harry's like second son is just like, why would you name your child after these yeah, two no, people? Yeah, no, it's just like, bro, the bravest Please. people I knew. Those were the bravest people you knew. 
Hagrid is shaking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always be pro Hagrid, talaga. <laughs> what about your parents? Whatever. It's just the fact that I think that he also, if if Snape did one good thing for us readers, it's that it's that more like critical ability to be able to dissociate a good character from a good person. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that most readers had to learn through Snape. Like, yes, he's a compelling character to read. He had a really interesting backstory, but that doesn't justify any of the trauma he inflicted on other people. And you know, trauma doesn't justify more trauma. Exactly. Like he can't compensate for that awful, all the awful things that happened in his life by by forcing it on his students of all people. It also made me wonder, like, Hogwarts hires these people to teach. <laughs> Hogwarts does, does yeah. not screen their teachers well. They do not. I'm pretty sure we have all had a teacher in our lives that made us wonder, like, why are you teaching if you hate children or students exactly. so much? And I think that 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 idea really stems from Snape. It's like, why would you be in this career if you can't even be kind to your students? He's such an immature person. Like, imagine being so angry that you didn't get the job that you wanted and having that as a personality trait for so long. <laughs> Parang, oh, why is Professor Snape so mean? And everyone's answer is, oh, because he wants the DADA job and he didn't get it. Like, you're a grown-ass man. Know, <laughs> get man. over it. <laughs> so, if we talk about all the characters, we might be here a while. Um, I'd like to get more into the books because that's something we've been talking about for a good while. Um, First, I want to ask what your favorite books, what your favorite book is in the series, if you have one. If it's impossible to choose, <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> this one, I, this one, I have a quick answer for. Uh, is it six? <laughs> no, it's three. I love ah. book three. Is I and uh, I, I get the feeling that you're probably gonna answer favorite movie as well. I'm just gonna get ahead and say that it's also yeah. my favorite movie. Three is my favorite book and movie because just because of one scene that like I think of now and it's just making me teary just thinking about it okay. and it's when Sirius first asks Harry to move in oh. with him and Harry, yeah. thinks, oh. just, Harry oh. thinks just for that tunnel just for them walking to that tunnel that he's gonna move in with Sirius and he's gonna have a finally a, a dad that accepts him I can't keep talking about it I'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> oh. fair fair oh, I do love that scene so much I mean, I, I guess, ganun na rin. Like, book, favorite book, favorite movie for everyone. I would... I'll go to all Sorry? Sell, oh. go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I have 100% in agreement with Dren. Like, it has to be the third book and the third movie. Okay. Nice. I think it's because I like the Marauder so much. Like, mm. They have the most interesting story. And I mean, I think I have... I'm very partial to the stories in Harry Potter that we don't really know that much about, so yes. we're kind of forced to fill the blanks for them. Ren, actually, it's a toss-up between book three. I especially love the, the mentors aspect. Mm-hmm. I was like super scared in the movie house or wherever yeah. I watched that. Para, that's very horror of them to like do that in the train. I still remember the feeling of like seeing them for the first time and like yeah, it's either that or book four or movie four. But parang same, ano, because the Triwizard Cup is just like a, spe- a spectacle on its own for yes. me to not like enjoy it. And like different mm-hmm. schools, different the World Cup. types. Of, yeah, Quidditch World Cup was fantastic. Yeah, so yun, those, that's my answer. Perfect. 
burn. It'd be hilarious if you said book six, but you haven't read it. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think that will be my favorite. <laughs> I, I I like uh, no, I like the Fantastic Beasts screenplay joke. <laughs> oh my god. Lord. Lord. Mamaya na yon. <laughs> for, for books, I, I, I said this before na, I'd say my favorite would be five. Because mm. it's a lot of things. The thickest like, one. I, I, guess, like, I guess because... I guess because I read it again and I'm seeing oh th- there's so much that happened and I guess so, so much I can relate to right to the atm- to the environment right now that's ha- happening right now the atmosphere that's in that book is so relatable and it's like when I read each chapter voila, it's like I feel like uh, the author um, no no name intended <laughs> the author like covered so much ground like and there's like so much happening and like it's compared to like the other book other books it just breezes through and when i was like when i was finishing book five i never even realized this this didn't have halloween in it yeah i was like oh i didn't even notice that but uh and i also agree with cholo like if it's not five i'd say four because it has the world cup and the treasure tournament and come on, it's sports who, who doesn't who doesn't like sports and who doesn't like magical sports yeah. but if it if we're talking about movies, I'd, I also agree. It has to be the third one. Every, I think we're just all in agreement. <laughs> we're all in agreement, the third one. Because you, you watch the first one, you watch the second one. But w- once you get to the third, you, can, you see that it's not, it, can't, it, w- it can't just be a movie. It can be actually a really good movie. Yes. Na, and, it, and, re, and the way na it, it, didn't, it made it so interesting, like the way it was made. Sobrang nakaka siya. Like, mm. wow, everything is so beautiful. And, I don't know, maybe because they did some changes in telling the story, maybe. But it was so wow. And I, that's why when I keep watch, it's probably the only the movie, only one in the series na if I see it on TV, I'll drop everything. I'll watch it. Mm. I have to finish it. I have to yeah. give my full attention. It's just so beautiful. Like, for yeah. me, it's the perfect example of magical. And I think with the movie timeline... Parang that's when they started like growing up. If it you is. see them up, yeah. physically. I always yeah. consider Prisoner of Azkaban as the transition film. And in, yeah. I mean, not yes. in like the best yes. of ways. That everything just turns a little bit more darker. And you really get to see how terrifying the whole wizarding world can be. Like you're outside of that whole amazement of this fantastic world that they're living in. And more of the dangers that's in it. So I agree. The world is a dark place. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And the fact that Voldemort was never really that big of a threat in the third film. It was Mm. an intriguing um, discovery of who Sirius Black was and um, finding out that, you know, your biggest enemy could just be like close by, which is Pettigrew. And I hope that's just fantastic. That was such a cool twist. Right? And Alfonso Cuaron... Uh, yeah, I was about to say his best work, like one of his not even his best work, but yeah. did the fantastic job at um this, yeah. at the film, right? So I think that's another reason why, like they knew that uh, that book was very different from the first two books, right? Yeah. Despite two having a giant snake in it, like <laughs> three was really the one that's like this is horror, like yeah, it could be mentors, horror, which right? is why they got Coron to do it. Yeah, my favorite though, like book for some weird reason is the sixth. <laughs> Half Blood Prince is my favorite book that I I can like straight up finish that in a day. Kahit ilang beses ko na siyang nabasa. And um, I don't really understand why. I think Horace Slughorn intrigues me a lot as a character, like with his very 
ang, ang laki rin ng trauma na meron ni Slughorn and I think the film didn't really do him justice in that respect of just how terrified he was at the thought that the whole reason why Voldemort cannot be killed and isn't that has that much power is because of information that he gave to him as a teenager. You know, that, that whole struggle I think is fascinating and we deal with the pensive more as well in, in the sixth book and just the idea of being able to sort through your memories and kind of deal with your past and your trauma through that is something I wish I could do. Like just Cerebro is shaking. Better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, romance aside, because the romance in six was horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's a fantastic book. But yeah, um, what scenes from the books did you guys wish were more shown in the films? Oh, or? more pensive. I wanted more pensive. <laughs> I more pensive. I the pensive scenes are great, yeah. No, because I want to... I, reading six and getting to know... We're trying to know of, about Voldemort. I would have loved to see that. Like, actually see it. Like, yeah. I would love to know Voldemort more. Like, Voldemort more. Especially seeing his family, how he grew yeah. up to be the person he be. Well, and you know, not, we we've always heard about Harry. Come on, let's let's learn about Voldemort some more. Uh, I felt like I was robbed of that when they trimmed it down to like two and a half pensive scenes long. Yeah. So sick. So I I I wanted that the most. And they always portray like young Voldemort, at least. In the sixth film, na parang sobrang demented na child. When he was never that, but he's such a charming kid. Oh, yeah. No, 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 he's charming. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, like... that's the whole reason, like why Tom Riddle got so powerful in the first place, because he's a very charming. He got a really person. handsome actor to play him too, which helped. I think. In the second <laughs> film, yeah, he was so guapo. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, guapo. wow. But I think that's the point because if he wasn't good looking and charismatic, no one would have bought into his whole <laughs> yeah. evil. It's like yeah. the whole serial killer thing. Yeah. No, it's You're true. Right, so. Like that's why Ginny was so enamored by the diary in the second book mm-hmm. because Riddle is a charming, right, well, charming you know, person. Well, he, right? well, I mean, he looked like that in number two. So <laughs> I would. I'd the... write in the diary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that aspect of like, diba, Serial killers being good looking, and that's why people fall for them. See, and it's kind of the same ano, way. Ted Bundy. See, Ted Bundy. I was going to say Zach Efron. Zach Efron. <laughs> well, yes. Sel, so, uh, I know you wrote something in the document. Then, all right. Like, yeah, I did. Um, for me, my biggest disappointment with the films, I think, was I didn't like how they did the last, um, what was it called? Last challenge in the yeah. Triwizard Tournament. Ooh, the maze. Mm, yes. Ooh, like in the film, it was just dark and scary and they had to yeah. get through it. But yeah. in the books, you had like, all these challenges, the Bogart yeah. and then the Fiddle with Sphinx. the Sphinx. I felt so robbed like, after watching it. I was like, where, where are these things that I was looking forward to? Like they did the, the one with the dragon in the underwater part pretty okay. Yes. And then the was just not not they could have put so many more things into it that they didn't and i think that kind of took away then from the cedric's death eventually because you feel mm. like they didn't really do much in the maze anyway Mm-mm. that's, that's my biggest of money no there's this whole... like... oh sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say there was this whole build up of harry and and percy's relationship and uh that is like lost now that you mentioned mm. it and god it yeah it's just weird how it was just like the maze is alive. Like you guys ran out of money to make like a sphinx. 
what happens? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. The running time of four is already like really long. You might yeah. as well like God, I don't know. Whatever. That's true. But I think like it it takes away then um because the films really portray Harry as this dumb jock. And um based on how I read the books, the man, I've always felt that Harry's a very skilled person. Um, very intuitive and the maze challenge really proved that correct because he he got to the middle without any help whatsoever something that Fleur and Crumb couldn't do and these were like way older um, witches and wizards that were supposed to be so much smarter than he was and this 14 year old was able to navigate through such an intricate maze and an intricate challenge all by himself and you know I I, I just think that Harry's a lot smarter than um we kind of portray him as because everyone just thinks of him as like this expelliarmus wielding jock. <laughs> I love fine. him. No, That's fine, fine also, but I, I do think that there's a lot more to Harry that the films could have shown and the maze challenge mm-hmm. correctly um, could have done that a little bit more. Any other scenes that you guys wish were in the films more or characters? Like Peeves, I think, is something that I Peeves. wish I could have seen Peeves. more. Yeah. All reduced yeah. to a name, to one name. Oh. I, I would have liked to see Peeves. Yeah. Especially when he does the salute in five. I would, yes, to Fred and George. <laughs> yeah, like, never, never, he never does that to anyone. Not, not even to the Bloody Baron. Yeah. And he does that. I would have loved to see that more than Flitwick doing, yes, like that. that <laughs> when no one sees him. Yeah, si Flitwick na nag-iba yung itsura niya as the films progressed, which made yeah. zero sense. <laughs> and having, Warwick, Pe- Warwick. having Peeves there would have given Filch a lot more to do then, I guess. True. In a way. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I think generally, like my, my thing would be, I loved the wand work and the spell work in Harry Potter. And I love that you get all of these spells and I memorized all of them and like you know, like you said, you really only see Expelliarmus yeah. and the Bada Kedavra, um, which is really frustrating. It's so frustrating for me because in five, you know, like it, like uh, wordless casting is supposed to be really difficult because you might yes. mess up the spell and then yeah. they just stop saying any of the spell. It's so yeah. frustrating. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. For me, that was like, uh, the wizard, the way the way they describe the wizard duel in book two is so interesting. How it's like a yes. battle. It's just like a, it's a mental battle. It's not necessarily like just who can cast more spells. It's yeah. just so. The uh, my my biggest frustration is that, especially in seven, right? Like when they have the final epic battle in in the Hogwarts grounds, it's just no them shooting <laughs> anything at each other. <laughs> so yeah, That's it's true. really frustrating. <laughs> But did you guys ever have like a Codigo at one point of like all the spells and what they meant? It's hard to reach right now, but um, I do have a book called The Unofficial um, Harry Potter Spell List. So, but there was a time that I did try to like list down everything. When I first, when I joined my first Harry Potter trivia game, um, I, I really felt like that was something I needed to do. Uh, but yeah, there's an, there's a book if you guys because it's again, in, it's Olaf so cool. No, 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 it's so cool because <laughs> it has like the if, um young figures that you need to be able to yeah, yeah, draw yeah. as well. It's so fascinating if you're like uh, as appreciative of fan sa mga ganong bagay. It, it's a good buy, <laughs> and it's fan work, not like you're not giving oh. money to rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so, she who must not. She who must not. Oh, you know? <laughs> anyway. oh, 
Uh, I think that's Daniel Radcliffe's pen name. Sorry, but... sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe pala. <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> there was a... I don't think I could do this now, but there was a time when we had a Harry Potter trivia day also. And we had five minutes to list down as many spells as we could. And I think I did 50 plus and just like, wow. won, the, <laughs> won the whole thing. But I don't, I'm not sure if I could do that now. But that was the, the level that I, I reached at one point. I will host a Harry Potter trivia game one of Ooh. these days with everyone here and oh, let's goodness. Just see Gotta read the books what again. happens. Let's <laughs> <laughs> screaming at each other. Funny cuento. I was in like a trivia game of multiple like fandoms and parang one of the final questions were name all 12 members of New Directions. Nice. That's my version of that. Glee and and High School Musical are your Harry Potter. <laughs> okay, I mean, and firstly, naman the like scenes that we were upset that we didn't see in the films. Are there scenes in the books that you're kind of glad that they didn't really flesh out as much, hmm. or things that you felt were a little unnecessary when reading the books, or something that traumatized you when reading that you're kind of okay not seeing on the big screen? I have an answer to this. Um, recently. I realized that something that was really disturbing about Harry Potter was the Grey Lady story. Yeah. I think they only passed, passed, like, it was only in passing in the films, but I realized that it's, it's terrifying that the Grey Lady is tethered to the same place as the guy who assaulted her. Yeah, AKA forever. <laughs> forever. So imagine, like, every day, she has to see the guy who assaulted and murdered her. And I was wondering, like, wow, that was in a kid's book. And I think that maybe that should have been the first sign that the author was, um, um. <laughs> we wanted her to do. So, yeah, I, I realized, like, that's really, that's, that's not, I don't even have the word for it. But, like, that's actually terrifying. That's a really terrifying thought that the source of your trauma is with you forever. Yeah. It, it is scary. I, I remember, like, when you brought that up for the first time with me, I couldn't stop thinking about it for so long. Because that's so true. Parang just seeing your, you know, abuser once could be like a traumatizing experience for one person, but to see them every day and for eternity, with no escape, I can't. Does she like avoid him? We don't really know much. There's not much in the book. What's yet, a fanfic? <laughs> I mean, in fanon, I'm sure oh, like, she avoids him, but yeah. That's really scary. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize it until like during quarantine. When I think I was discussing Harry Potter with another friend, and it's like, oh no, that's that's not something for children to read. Yeah, agree. Sorry, I'm dark. No thought. No, yeah, but it's no, a that's good thing though, to bring right? up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, ako, I might be getting ahead of the program, but the cursed <laughs> child. That's it. I'm gonna talk, we're not gonna talk about. Oh, we're gonna later. talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a different thing, but Yeah, it's a different media, naman. Medium, rather. But I guess, like, with regards to, like, the first seven books, um, the epilogue, do you guys Ooh. like it? Or do you think it's kind of unnecessary? Because I'm, I'm kind of on that train, you know, that I, I, I legitimately don't think it needed to exist. I was kind of happy with where um, the books ended, like, in, with the war. Um, yeah. I, I think like it depends on the... I know, eh. I saw it. Go sell. I, I just wanted to say that I like to pretend it's optional. Because <laughs> I think... Um, if I, I mean, if I were the writer of these books, I would have kept it a lot more open-ended knowing how active the fandom is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that the writer, I don't want to name her, is aware of how <laughs> intense the fans are about writing their own story. So why would you make something so close-ended that they couldn't really work with? Mm. Although, of I, course, I mean, fans will find a way. Like, going anyway, but I think it would have been a lot more... It seems like such a disservice to her fans to make it so close-ended. Mm-mm. That's true. I think it really depends kasi on the treatment you do. Eh. Like, for example, Parks and Recreation had this whole last episode of the future on what the future will look like. And yeah. that was really great. And we, we really appreciated that. But what with what Sel was saying, parang it is something that you can just like post on the internet and just like, oh, here's a bonus uh, thing that I wrote that you might or might not like. But to have it as canon kind of like ruins the allure of what could be. what And that kind of set the precedent for book eight, quote-unquote, story eight, and whatever. So, parang, yeah, I agree with Cell on that. It's funny to me how Harry named his children as if he were a Harry Potter fan himself. <laughs> no, like, that's just generally like what it felt like. And I remember seeing this post on Reddit, I think, where someone who bought book seven for the first time and snuck a peek at like the last few pages before reading everything else um saw this line that said and then Ginny kissed albus and then she closed the book and was like what a wild ending <laughs> what wow. oh god <laughs> so, he, he comes back just to steal harry's girl <laughs> so it's just so funny to me and again like i really think harry could have named his his second son in particular, a lot better. I mean, James Sirius, I like that name. It's, I do. It's good. Yeah. I like, I like, it's a really nice name. And then, yeah. you, and then a daughter, Lily Luna. Lily Luna. It's, it's cute. Okay. It's really cute. But I can't, like, I, I, back then, I didn't think of it much. But now, I look at it now. In the first place, why would you call your child Albus in, like, at Why all. do you hate your child? At all. Like, this is... <laughs> at all. Like, he was born 2000s na siguro, right? I've yeah. never... You will never find another kid with that name at all. He's a Gen Z or... How much... How, how much of an inspiration did those two uh, guys make for you to name your middle child... And the only one who, you know, inherits your eyes. So I, I, I don't know. It'll, it's weird. I, I just stick na, you know, James Sears is a nice name. I'll stick to that. Na, that's all, I'll just stick to that notion. He's not that stupid in naming his children. I, I saw a meme um, of, of a, a fan that said, uh, I named you after the bravest person I know. Harry Potter. Me. I'm the best. Don't, don't forget it. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, I disagree with so many things about the epilogue. Like, I don't think like Harry would have been an Auror. I, I know. Th- we will get into that later on. I don't so. think you should have named this kid like Albus Severus. Uh, I think, uh, what do you call this? I think Draco should have been like way more like upstanding instead of like this deep brooding like emo kid. Still yeah. like just sad dude. I don't know. There's so many things about it that was just like so frustrating that I think. I agree. It's it's optional. It doesn't exist to me. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I don't know. <laughs> so, I, mean, I guess like we could. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sal. Um, I didn't get to say it when we were talking about the characters, but I am not a big fan of Dumbledore. No, same. It's same. a hard same. Yeah. Like, 
I'm I'm sure I'm going to be attacked by like Dumbledore apologist, but I really think that he he disguised a lot of his abusiveness under that old wise man archetype that he fulfills in the novels. Yes. But then I mean he basically used Harry as a pawn for a lot of first. Very yeah. manipulative, of, yeah. He was very manipulative. And if you look but if you look at the what happened in Fantastic Beast, it turns out that Harry wasn't his first victim. Like apparently this child after him it's it's just it feels so insulting to the other people that were brave that were also very brave and like the other good figures in harry's life like hagrid like hagrid <laughs> hagrid and then so that's why i just feel like i think we give too much credit to dumbledore and not no, realize that he was actually not a very good person to harry to begin with. like yeah. dumbledore is no gandalf looking looking back on like when he when he see when Harry sees him in the station when he uh, dies, yeah, um, and Dumbledore starts crying. I was like, "Good, <laughs> what the fuck, <laughs> bro? <laughs> Why couldn't it have been his mom or something? I don't know. Yeah, I know. Or his, or yeah, his parents. I mean, his parents appeared in, in four, but like, or serious. I don't know, man. Like, like he was such a like you mentioned it a while ago. Also, where it's like nobody they don't know how to screen the professors. It's like probably because Dumbledore was headmaster. Because like Dumbledore hiring. was a headmaster, that's it's why. True. Yes. He hired Quirrell. He hired like he let Snape do whatever. And oh, like, man. just leaving Harry for all of those years with an abusive family he knew yeah. would never like love him and take <laughs> yeah. care of him. Like McGonagall should have just like taken Harry away. Tbh at like the start. Yeah. Oh, she was. She was. The, she was probably an amazing headmaster. Afterwards. Right. Oh, I love her also. Dumbledore yeah. didn't stand up for serious either. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. For someone with so much influence in the ministry. Like, as a witness or something. I don't know if it's yeah. my law student self coming out. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could have totally defended Sirius at the time. That's why I'm really, really angry that Harry named this child after. Yeah. Mm. Agree. He's like the greatest I, wizard alive and he can't, he feels so useless. <laughs> it's true. And not even like giving Harry any like <laughs> clues as to what he should do after he finds the horcruxes. But yeah. he's just so like, Sige, mamamatay na ako. Bahala na si Harry kung anong gagawin niya moving forward. I'm like, what? What? Okay. But, I mean, we talked a lot about Albus Severus. I'm. We might as well get into the spin-off series that have happened from Harry Potter, so the first being um, the Cursed Child. Um, I, do you guys treat it as canon or as fanon? I personally think it's a badly written fanfic with like Agreed. a few good spots here and there, but generally I think it's just badly written. <laughs> I, I've yet to see the actual play. Yeah. Like, it's cool that Hermione gets to be black. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I agree with Paula. Like, reading that Thing was like, what is this? It's like, did who wrote this? Literally, because parang kung ano ano na lang yung ginawang whatever para mapush yung story, like halatang uh, cash grab na lang at that The point. fact that Voldemort has a child is yeah messed up, <laughs> and with Bellatrix patalag. Yeah, exactly. At that point, when I when I heard that, I haven't read it personally because that's what I heard. It's like, oh, Voldemort had a kid with Bellatrix. I was like, this is like. Mm. A very Potter musical, but not funny. Right? <laughs> like really curious. So, yeah, it, that's, it doesn't exist to me. It's not even <laughs> fan fiction. I, I mean, I would watch it for the spectacle of it. I'd still watch it, yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't really respect it as like part of canon. It's more like a random production that exists 
na official, pero mm-hmm. not like part of the whole story because it just didn't really like I just really didn't enjoy the whole story or like how, what decisions went into the story, yeah. the narrative itself. Except yung nga, tama nga si Diren. Parang the the fact that they made the Hermione black and like the whole explanation as to why that could exist on stage was really good. I've I read something not necessarily to counter that, but um, it's we understand why people thought it was difficult. Um, kind of found it difficult to accept why like the, a black Hermione, and it's because she never went through any of the struggles that a black person would have, like in the narrative yeah. of Harry Potter Ooh. itself. You know, because aside from being a Muggle-born witch, there are so many injustices in the world just for being a person of color, and yeah. she never goes through that in the story. So. Um, J.K. Rowling can espouse that defense all she wants, but she never wrote Hermione as a person of color. Yeah, so, that's yeah. true. Yeah. For me, naman, like, as bad as Cursed Child is, and it is really bad, if there's anything <laughs> that I like about it, it's how it portrayed Draco. Because the epilogue Draco, um, the 19 years later Draco, was the standoffish character that, you know, Harry doesn't really talk much with, um, discuss much with um, in the epilogue but Mary's the fancy, draco which doesn't make sense sorry yeah but the draco in cursed child was everything that i think draco could be if they developed his character a lot more in the narrative he is such a good father to scorpius which is very surprising and something i absolutely loved about draco so supportive niya of scorpius and he really made an effort to like be friends with Harry, given like how close his son was to him, uh, to his to Harry's son, and all of that. And I really did appreciate that um, narrative in the book, uh, in in Cursed Child, and Hermione being Minister of Magic. I thought that was great, also, because I definitely could see that happening, and how driven Hermione was in the Cursed Child, despite all of the bad plot lines. Um, so what about Fantastic Beasts? Uh, the two movies had come out. Um, did you guys enjoy it as much as you did the first eight films? I mean, the moment I knew they were making a movie, I knew I knew I knew it was just for money. So yeah, I I, I just said okay, I'll give it a chance to see. I mean, it's I guess it's Eddie Redmayne, so maybe he could do something about it. <laughs> but and then I realized. And then, especially when the second movie came out, oh yeah, this is all just a money grab. Mm-mm. I was like, I can't, I can't, I don't think I, I would. In, if I was young again and I watched this, I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much, especially since it's revolving around the, the an actual wizarding war. Yeah. So maybe I wouldn't understand it. I wouldn't appreciate it as much. So mm-hmm. lang, it's okay. They're just doing this for money. Yeah. Oh, I actually enjoyed it. Because I like like mga supplementary them? stories. Like, not the second film. The judgment. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. The first one was like really... I mean, Hufflepuff representation more yeah. than anything is great to have Newt as like that person. But yun nga, the second movie was like, what the hell was this? Yeah. <laughs> Parang coming from the first movie na, wow, okay, this is a new world, quote-unquote new world. And like, especially the fact that uh, technology has really like evolved from the first movie to seeing Fantastic Beasts, the first one. Yeah. Parang, that was like a really big level up and step up. Na parang, oh wow, you can actualize the wizarding world even further 
with technology this time around. But the second movie was like, where did this come from? Parang just, everything just came out of nowhere. And sana, destroyed her own canon. <laughs> I know, right? Still, yeah. Do it. I mean, if they will continue to do it. Uh, I hope that the last three movies do it well or better. There's three more movies. Oh God! <laughs> Frustrates yeah. me, yeah. Like, uh, that they the, got David She signed Gates. a five movie deal. My God. Yeah, go sell. Sorry, I was just gonna say that the second film, the fact that Eddie Redmayne's charm couldn't save that film, says a lot about how terrible it was. And I have a very specific hatred for that second film because um, they did that scene with Dumbledore as Defense Against the Dark Arts. Oh, doing Remus. I was so mad. I was like, how dare they take this away from Remus? That's Remus Lupin's scene. And then they make it like, oh, he learned it from Dumbledore and then he recreated it for his students. I'm like, no. And Dumbledore was a transfiguration teacher. Yeah. That's another was, point. It really ruined like the its own canon, which doesn't make any sense to me at choices all. Choices were made. Yeah. Her choices wasn't she sole screenwriter? Yeah, she was. Yes. So uh, I feel so like they like, would have done a lot better you, if it was Steve Clovis. Steve Cloves, which yeah. is like, which is I think why they got him to help out because she really can't do it. She really can't. <laughs> she she really can't. Self destruction. A ridiculously good cast too. Eddie Redmayne, Dan Fowler, Jude Law, Jude Law, yeah. Zoe Kravitz, Johnny Depp. Uh, like, how did you mess, mess this up? up? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, David Yates, I think, has a lot to blame and <laughs> takes a lot of the blame. I really do not like him as a director. Um, <laughs> his films were probably the ones I least enjoyed um, in the series. So there's that. But, like, the. One of the few things that I liked about Fantastic Beasts, the first one, second one, I really just dislike with a burning passion. Um, yeah, is Newt. I think, and Chola yeah. delved into uh, to that a little bit. Aside from the Hufflepuff representation, I think Newt presents a completely different kind of protagonist, a male protagonist that's completely different than any we've ever seen because he's very soft and very gentle, and that's his whole. Like, that's the core of his character. He's a good person, but not in a I will fight kind of way. He is really, I want to keep the peace and take care yeah. of the things that I love in a, you know, in a very gentle way. And I think that's something that more men should be exposed to, to know that, like, being a man is not just, like, confined into these very violent um, characteristics which most protagonists, male protagonists possess. So I do love that about Newt. And I really like in the first one how much of the creatures we were able to see because that's something mm-hmm. is why I bought the book Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them in the first place as a textbook because it's more about like the wizarding world itself outside of Harry and the war and all of that stuff which is fascinating. I mean, it's magic. Why wouldn't we be interested? So Those textbooks were really nice. Yeah, diba? So, ayun, parang, I, I like that aspect of it. But generally, yeah, J.K. Rowling kind of writes her own doom when it comes to these things for some reason. And Twitter. And I, have a, I have a fun fact about that. The, oh, yeah. In the first movie, there's supposed to be a shot. In the original script, there's a shot where Newt takes off his shirt and um, he, like in, in his, you know, zoo, in his suitcase. And you see, like, all these scars on his body. It's like this muscular guy. And you realize that, like, oh, it must have been hard to, like, 
tame all of these animals. But I think they took it out specifically because of the reason you said that they didn't want him to be like this badass like dude. So yeah. Eddie Redmayne worked out for nothing, which is why he like talked about that scene. <laughs> okay, <laughs> lang yan. We, we we appreciate the work, Eddie. <laughs> Even if we didn't yeah. see and Eddie Redmayne seemed so happy to be in the movie. Like I remember watching the first movie and you can feel him radiating joy that he's in a pocket yeah. film. Yeah! That's what actually carried the first film more than anything. Because really it had that love for magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so true. Oh, that's great. Um, but we... Because Eddie Redmayne must be so sad. I know. Yeah. Oh, wow. God, he had to like argue with she who must not be named. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're there with she who must not be named. So there's a lot of issues. As much as we love Harry Potter, I think we're all aware of like a lot of big issues surrounding Harry Potter itself. Mm-hmm. Like starting with the content, like more like other than the writer's own issues. So the first one that I wrote down here was the lack of inclusivity and diversity in the Harry Potter universe itself. Um so Potter's so white is what I placed here coming from Oscar so white. Um, there wasn't really any reason for the films to cast like an you know exclusively all Caucasian cast, but that's what they seem to have done. And the characters themselves, like um, we only explicitly know a handful of people of color in the series, and one of them has two last names as her name, Cho Chang. Like she couldn't like she couldn't even do her own research to find like actual Korean names, God, and the amount of research she did for all of the other things just doesn't make sense. And the Patel twins are kind of, parang hindi rin enough yung characters na to. Dean Thomas, even if he was Harry's classmate throughout all of those years, didn't really make much of an impact. So it kind of saddens me that this world that preaches about like accepting everyone um, regardless of your background, which is what Harry does a lot, doesn't have these, you know, people of color to kind of back up that sentiment. I guess it comes with the time then, more than anything. Mm. I don't know. Because right now, we already have all these, parang, we've learned so much from the last few years. But I guess it speaks more on JK than anyone else. And like how she wrote the story then, na parang, syempre, to us younglings, that didn't really matter in the 2000s. But now that you look back, it, I mean, it's it's like those uh, movies that they show on streaming with the with the ano, with the disclaimer that these uh, this medium, this media uh, the, the are like the Warner Brothers one. Time. Mm-hmm. Parang ganon. But I guess that's kind of like how I'm viewing this issue. Yeah. I, I mean, you could do better for sure. But yeah. Yeah, but there's also racism in Harry Potter, like outside of just them all being white. Like for example, goblins being a stereotype for Jewish people, and that's yeah. how it was really read as na these hook-nosed, greedy individuals, which was how, which were how like Jews were very much represented um, for the longest time. So there was that, and not to mention classism in Harry mm-hmm. Potter as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like house elves. The existence of house elves really kind of makes my skin crawl because it's they're slaves, diba. And it frustrates me how accepted that notion is in the wizarding world. When Hermione tries to fight for it, parang juna judge pa siya ng ibang tao. Parang why are you yeah. doing that? Um, they like to they like to work. They don't want to be paid. 
ganyan ganyan and parang JK Rowling just kind of makes fun of that aspect of you know um the issue um and of course there's like half bloods pure bloods muggleborns and squibs mm-hmm. and with the wizarding world's condescension about all things muggle parang anytime that they try to do things the muggle way you can very clearly see like the disdain that people have and squib squib seen as lesser than you know citizens which is the root of filch's anger problems in general so ayun i think like sayang kasi um yung wizarding world because there's an, there isn't enough integration between the muggle and wizarding world of it all um and that hurts particularly muggle-born children i yeah. think ayun and of course, uh, um, let's do um, AAAB or all orders are bastards because we can't say ACAB. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with what Dren said earlier that I never believed that Harry would have become an Auror after everything <laughs> talaga that the ministry had done to him, to the people Better he loves. A police officer. Right? <laughs> Particularly Sirius and Remus Lupin. And he chooses to be a cop. What do you guys think about that? Should have been a teacher. Agree. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, man, like, I think, like, on the, uh, with J.K. Rowling's writing, oh, God, I said her name. She's going to come out of the closet. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> ask me for, like, copyright or something. I don't know. Uh, but I, it's very tokenistic. That's how it feels. Like, she just, like, puts in these, like, sprinkles of, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, Dean Thomas was, you know, uh, was Ganito or like the House of Hermione Granger like fights with them and Ron you know joins her at the end but it doesn't it feels like maybe Chala's right it's a product of its time but it feels like at this point if you're going to talk about an issue you have to be very sure that you go all in with it yeah. rather yeah. than yeah. just yeah. like exactly. yeah better just you know throw this in so that people don't get mad that, that's what it feels like yeah. now um, and the, like you could say it's a product of its time but it's like you know, it's not like it's ever okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, knowing the political landscape now, she could very well correct the, you know, or explain more about these things. But she yeah. chooses not to. Dumbledore is another write, issue as well. But on queer baiting. She doesn't have to write, yeah, yeah, have to write like, more Dumbledore's stuff game. on it. Like, she, she doesn't need to write a new whole new series about it. Yeah. Or like, she touched on, she touched on these topics. And with the platforms we have right now, the very least you could do is okay, you have lots of time on your hands now. Expand the wizarding world in a way that everyone can feel na, oh, you, you didn't just brush them off like this way. Yeah. You really want, you really, you said it for a, for a reason and for a very good reason. Yeah. Okay, right, going yeah. back to, to about Sorry, go Harry. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, go ahead, tell if you're gonna, no. Uh, no, I was just going to say that um, basically we're talking about the fact that um, there are these issues that weren't really fleshed out in the books. It's particularly dangerous that she made Harry an Auror because an Auror is somebody who perpetuates the status quo. Yeah. Um, because you work for the government, you're a, you're part of the people who police other people. So if your main character who tried to fight against evil for seven books suddenly becomes the, that person who enforces the law that yeah. like that really failed him throughout the seven books. I think that's particularly dangerous because you're just perpetuating like that very negative status quo. And the fact that it's very personal to him, the way that the system had hurt him, because, especially because of Sirius, I really think that the yeah. system failed Sirius most of all. And yeah, and Remus, of course. 
So I think that they should have given Harry a more... I know that like J.K. Um, she said something like Harry would try to transform the ministry or something like that, but I don't think that's enough to really okay. justify the decision. And uh, I think a friend of mine said that maybe what Harry could have done had he gone into government service was not necessarily to join the Aurors or the police force or whatever, but maybe some kind of department that would help better integration of muggle-born children. Yes. Because Harry was born in a muggle household. So, yeah. And he saw how difficult life was for Hermione, how she was looked down upon by a lot of people. So maybe that's the kind of help Harry would do to fix the system. Yeah. I've read so many fanfics where Harry's job is like a muggle liaison. And I think that's just... It's, it's funny to me how the fans understand these characters a lot more than the author herself. So, But I like that we're all in agreement that Harry should not have been a cop. I think that's, that's wonderful to hear. Um, maybe he quit now at this point in his midlife. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Because like, uh, how I think it is, like, is there any other dark wizards left to ca- capture like really well they're in the real world right now <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad like because how it all like this is how i saw it out and when he was interviewed back then in number five when he what he wanted to be he was just he was just introduced to kingsley and uh Tonks Tonks. and said like, oh so these are people na who catch dark wizards and of course what what the thing in his mind is okay there's a war against uh yeah against Voldemort. So the first, the number one thing on his mind is going to be, okay, I want to get all the Dark Wizards. I want to catch all of them. But can you, re- if you think about it, can you really work, be a person like that when the very institution that who controls them is against you, was yeah. never with you in the first place? And then for some reason, at the end of it all, Kingsley just takes him on in, to join the Auror office. And I don't know how much the only thing left to do left in is to capture every other Death Eater that's still out there. Yeah. So being an order doesn't make any for me lang, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm-mm. That's why I was I, I was when it made much more sense for me when she said when the author said na he, Harry went back to teach every now and then. Okay, so why could he just do that more often now? Because voila, for me being an order doesn't make sense anymore. Like yeah. Maybe that's where it's now. Like, it's just a I'd like the idealism when you're a fresh graduate of like, oh, I want to change things. No, but even yeah. with that, like, imagine Harry coming fresh from a war and wanting to continue this, like, stream of violence when yeah. we as readers know how tired and how frustrated he was with all of that. He never wanted to be part of the whole war in the first place. So, yun, yun mismo eh. Parang it's hard to think of any situation where Harry would have continued this violent ass, you know, this violent side of the world when all he wants is peace, like, for himself. So, I would have rathered even for him to become a Quidditch player, a professional Quidditch yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something Who's for himself. Or... related, yeah. Ayun. Stay at home, Dad Harry. Ooh. You could also see that. <laughs> it's... He was so done with everything. He was a wizard counterpart of Netflix. <laughs> the wizarding wireless. It's a break after all Netflix. of that. Exactly. 
Okay. I mean, we tried to avoid talking about her, but we have to talk about the author um, of the series, given her very recent... Daniel Radcliffe. Um, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Daniel Radcliffe, um, but the author's very recent um, issues. So, she unfortunately already has a history with queer baiting and using the LGBTQ community for her own benefit, with Dumbledore in particular, because I never... Again, it never made sense to me also why she would just like drop that you know fact that Dumbledore is gay when nothing about his character you know seems to have that idea of it and um, she never really follows through with that sent- with that statement either and her transphobic tweets like the recent issue wasn't even the first time she's tweeted anything transphobic I think the first one that I remember seeing was um, mid-2019 um, when the I forget the British personality that they were talking about, but um, she didn't agree that this person, this woman could use this trans woman could use the women's restroom, and that alone like sparked a lot of debate. And um, she, I heard she was approached by so many like queer publications and queer people to try to explain the situation to her, and it was reportedly like she turned them all away. Like with she basically just did not want to inform herself of the issue. Do you guys remember like what your thoughts were at the time when you first saw the transphobic tweets or statements? I mean, I <laughs> guess it speaks for itself that the way we sound yeah. right now is very disappointing. Shempre, shempre, mm-hmm. it changed a lot of people's lives and about inclusivity in some sense and like fighting for other people's rights and like being like Dumbledore's army in a sense and then you have this that kind of retracts everything in a sense Mm-mm. on her end at the very least but you know the fandom end is quite different because they still recognize the work but not the author anymore I mean I guess that's the sentiment of a lot of people yeah especially for you guys who are like really huge fatherheads I'm sure mas malaki yung impact talaga yeah um, unfortunately, yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Dren. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, I feel like it, it becomes more common as as we uh, become more aware of of the world, um, especially now with you know the situation outside. We don't really have any choice but to but to kind of look at look at things, and I think that's why a lot of these like issues are are popping up. I'm not saying that the issue wouldn't have popped up if you know we weren't stuck inside, but um, yeah. I do think that. You know, it's it's good that, that we're all examining these things, uh, and it's becoming more common. Yeah, where you like will love something, like in the film industry, it's it's uh, I wouldn't say common, but it happens fairly often where you'll watch like an old film, um, like Woody Allen's movies or something, yes. and then you find out that he you know is like this major douchebag, yeah. and it's, it's it's kind of like that's kind of how I feel about this also where it's mm-hmm. like I can't believe I learned all of these wonderful things because of your books and yeah. you don't seem to understand it it's yeah. like it just makes me question uh, like I don't understand how she could write about it and not know yeah. you know what I mean like so what does that say like about the books I guess yeah uh, is there are there values in the books or was it just coincidence and we all read into it and, you know, the values are just existent in our, you know, heads. Does that make any sense? Mm. Yeah. And 
it's it's frustrating because it it makes me not want to like the books anymore because it's that frustrating to have um to have something you love so much be tainted by by such a horrible thought yeah and it's 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 just blows my mind that she's like you know elves and goblins exist in my world but i draw the line that you know trans people like what <laughs> so yeah I think Daniel Radcliffe put it um, very well in his statement regarding the trans issue that um, once the books or the series come to you, they are your own. Like, the author is dead. Something that I firmly believe in as well. Um, That it's up to us how we interpret the things that we consume. And that's valid regardless of what the creator says or not. Um, I love the fact that Harry Potter has evolved past the need of the author. Like, we really do not need her for the series to survive and, you know, be still be relevant in our lives. And, yeah, um, I'm, I'm also very happy that the, gold, the Golden Trio, um, Rupert Grant, Emma Watson, and Daniel Radcliffe took very firm stances on their beliefs in trans rights because, the, um, you know, as the people who portrayed these very important characters hearing their voice in support of the trans community was just very much appreciated and particularly Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson who constantly do like close work with the trans communities yeah and it's nice nga, that people are taking a stand like you know it showed that there was some value into it as Gren was saying that did the fans create this value into the fandom. Yeah. And parang yun nga, it's nice that, you know, it can stand on its own and that, you know, these people, yun nga, it's also about, you know, that whole aspect of utang na loob na laging sinasabi ng mga Pilipino na wala kang utang na loob, whatever, whatever. But like, at the end of the day, you grow as people and like, for the golden trio as Paula was saying, it's nice for them to like, stand firm about it and say na, you know, um, I'm very grateful for the experience. I wouldn't be here without you right now, but without that experience. But you know, you the the fact that they grew up and like stood up for what they actually believed in without without like parang erasing the utang na loob aspect of it as well. It's just really nice to see na you know this is how we should go about things. Na you know for older people, it's always like an bayan. Wala naman utang na loob, di ba? Or, or like, ka, yeah, parang you owe you owe me this much because I trained you, whatever or what. mga ganong bagay na parang mm-hmm. it's just nice that these young people are showing the way for all the young people out there who are, you know, scared of going against the ano what was established before and who established your life. It's just that we all move on, we all grow up, and it's nice that. This is the fandom response, and this is how it's gonna happen. Yeah, bouncing off of that, I think one of the most impactful um, effects of J.K. Rowling's tweets were uh, MuggleNet.com. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's the biggest and the longest-running Harry Potter fan site ever. Um, publicly denounced the um, J.K. Rowling. They showed like a video of them unfollowing her account across all, across all platforms and provided the statement um, supporting trans rights and um, a week-long um, support of the trans community where all of their content was basically trans-focused. And I think to have that 
pillar of like Harry Potter fandomness, you know, take a stance on this was also very important to me um, as someone who followed like that site for such a long time. And it, it's it's really good to seeing it, um, the fandom uh, being independent of, of the author. Just nice to me. If I may add something to that oh. also, I think that the concept of death of the author, like Roland Barthes has been around for a very long time, but I think this is the first time, but correct me if I'm wrong, that a fandom has collectively killed the author. Yes. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, the, fa- the way that it was done was what we learned from her books is actually why we had to kill the author. So imagine yeah. like something you wrote is what motivated people to not listen to you anymore. <laughs> I think that I mean I think that's such an interesting phenomenon given that I think our generation is a lot more um knowledgeable and a lot more sensitive to these issues than the generation of JK Rowling but it's just it's kind of crazy thinking about how we learned how to fight for um inclusivity and how to fight for certain things because of Harry Potter because Harry Potter like started the DA fought in a war and everything like that and that's precisely why we felt that we didn't need the author anymore mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it, it, does anyone else have anything to add? No. Okay. <laughs> but like moving forward, I guess um, I, it's hard for me to imagine any of us not continuing being fans of the series, fans of Harry Potter. But um, how do we continue to support Harry Potter without supporting Rowling? As well, supporting the author. Ang hirap. It's like a loaded question. Yeah. It's, it's so uncertain, you know. Like, yeah. we don't even know what the next movies, when they will come out. Or like, not just Harry Potter, but like, movies in general, right? But, Mm-mm. yeah. Maybe, Ikaw, Paula, what do you think about it? <laughs> it's also very hard for me as, again, you guys can see, I'm a, I'm a collector of merch, of fandom-related things. And it's, it's going to be very difficult moving forward trying to continue to be this obsessed with the series um physically without like knowing without actively like financially supporting jk rowling um i think something that i will strive to do more is if i want merch i'll try to buy fan created merch more than like official licensed um merchandise because she will get um royalties from those um or but there are going to be things that i would like to purchase that will be licensed for sure i think i'll have this is all very personal because it's something i've been reflecting on for for a couple of weeks now um to be more decisive about which things i will buy because i'm a collector eh? so there was a completionist aspect in me before that I needed everything as in everything now I think um, that'll that won't be the case and I I think I'll also strive harder not to purchase any published books that she could come out with so any special editions of the books moving forward I probably won't buy anymore which hurts my soul because I am collecting the I was collecting the um, visual novel versions of the series but I might stop doing that now um, it's also going to be hard for me to say that I will never go to Wizarding World anymore because oh. she also gets money from that but 
wala eh. it, it's very hard i think i think we just always have to be aware of what she's done and never stop talking about you know what's right what we believe is right in terms of um uh, in terms of the trans community and all of these things that are problematic in the works and in what she says so yeah Heat up. I, when I was writing this question, I knew it was going to be a difficult answer for everybody. Because debate naman ni Paula lagi eh. Parang, should I buy this? And my answer is like, is that a question? <laughs> this Harry Potter specifically. Yeah, Sel, what you were saying. perspective would be that, as I mentioned earlier, again, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time that a, a, this big fandom like collectively killed the author. So we can say that it's unprecedented for now. So I think people shouldn't be too hard on themselves yet to not really have the next step into Mm-mm. thinking how we can stop supporting her because it's never really happened before. I think I don't even think there are a lot of things that have reached the scale of Harry Potter that this kind of conversation would have to happen. It's not like um, when certain artists were outed as um, rapists or people who sexually assault who sexually assaulted in the past like Chris Brown or Kelly where we can just stop streaming their music so that they wouldn't get royalties. This is a completely different thing. So I think it's still a growing conversation between the members of the fandom to see where do we go from here because it's never happened before. Yeah. So not naman saying we should stop talking about it but let's see muna where it plays out because we don't really have any basis to say yet what we should be doing. So I'm just hope I'm and I know that this fandom is like really um, actively trying to remove J, uh, J.K. Rowling's influence. So I think we'll see in the coming years how we can do this, how we can navigate this better. Like the closest I'm seeing, closest to this phenomenon is probably like episode 9 of Star Wars, which is like really divisive for everyone. But Why do we story. always go back to yeah, episode I mean, 9 of Star Wars in our podcast? I know. It's just that like, I know. And I guess Game of Thrones season 8. Those like two big that wasn't, finales. I mean, yeah. But, but it's like, not like as intricate as the whole, There, I have a theme park. I have more spin-offs no, coming, maganon. And it's more, it's more of like disappointing yeah, exactly. media it's rather not, than like yeah. it's not like it's not a problem. It's more of like, oh it was disappointing, but it's not like we want big, to yeah. literally sever ties with Yeah, this there's no like political implications yeah, of of the rise of Skywalker being a bad movie. That's true. Diba? Yeah. That's why yun nga, parang yun na yung closest na isip ko. Pero yun nga, tama nga si Cell about that na parang what now? <laughs> I trust the fandom naman to think of something. I mean, also, I, I have no answer. But I think given that it's an unprecedented event, we really have to navigate this slowly. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> we mentioned that, oh, it's not okay, but like, I think, how do I put this? It like it, it's not not to say that like there's a silver lining because there really isn't, but yeah. it is wonderful to see how like united everyone is, not just yeah. the fans, but like everyone is. Like Eddie Redmayne came out with a statement, right? Yeah, he did um, about how incorrect she is. <laughs> so she's just like a boomer lady that we we don't have to mind anymore. Yeah, yeah. agree. Okay. So, um, thank you guys for this really great discussion on my 
I know like a lot of people's favorite fandom. Um, and as our typical closing on popcorn, um, I'd like to ask what your topics and recommendations are for anything pop culture that you've consumed this week. I can go first, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Okay, so um, because we talked about uh, the media of Harry Potter a lot and the implications of it all, I want to recommend a couple of video essay channels on YouTube that really um, get me thinking about all of these things. Um, I have three to recommend, and they all focus on various aspects of pop culture. So the first is Nerdstalgic, and he focuses a lot on nostalgia um, of the things that we loved growing up, whether it's cartoons that we grew up loving or the sitcoms that we um, consumed as children and as teenagers, and why they work and what episodes particularly made or broke these particular um series um i think he's really great his editing work is fantastic um the next one is sideways um he's probably one of the few video essayists i know that focus uh, solely on music on like the soundtrack um, aspect of films and media in general and he recently just came out with um, a video on Avatar The Last Airbender on how parallel the music for Zuko is to Aang's. And I've never like really thought about that and I'm very interested in watching that. And the last one is called Pop Culture Detective. He His video essays are a lot longer than most, I th- I'd like to think, but um, he provides um, POVs that I think not a lot of YouTubers would like to delve into he's actually how i realized newt's character being such an important and different kind of male protagonist that's through one of his videos and it's all very well thought out and well researched all of their work so i highly recommend these three um, video essayists and for music i have one recommendation as well i've been watching haikyuu again and i would really like to recommend the band burnout syndromes because they're japanese so all of their songs are in japanese but grabe as in like if you need hype music i i highly suggest fly high by burnout syndromes if you're not hyped up by that song ewan kona and <laughs> when did like non-English music stop us from listening. I mean, for most people. Yeah, that's true. But I think like more people are into Korean music than they are to Japanese. So Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh-oh. It's me. I will go next. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I've before. It's not like But there's this movie called Palm Springs and it's really oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just yeah. want to watch And Kristen Meliotti. <laughs> and what's the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that pairing was really good. The chemistry. I mean, just the actors alone. It's just parang good casting and the chemistry and the story. I can't really spoil. I mean, I'm, all I'm gonna say is that it's not anything new the way the premise goes, but the way they approach it and the way it plays out and the philosophical approach to life based on the narrative. It's just really feel good but it's also really funny but what do you expect from Andy Samberg in mm. most of his works and you know Kristen Meliotti is just really fun to watch in any of the roles that she's put in yeah, and it's nice that she's paired here with Andy so Palm Springs really and ganda rin ng 
visuals for this. Uh, it's really nice. So that is my movie recommendation for the week. And stream folklore, as always. <laughs> <laughs> Sal, do you want to go next? Oh, okay. I'm going to go next. Um, it's been a stressful past couple of weeks, so I decided to find another sad BBC TV show to get in. <laughs> so, um, I think a lot of people are talking about it, but I'm, I am officially a huge fan of Normal People. Um, it's, an, uh, it's adapted from this uh, book of the same title by Sally Rooney. It's set in Ireland. I finished the show last Friday night, and I'm now halfway through the book. So, Where did you find wow. the copy, though? That's it's so, so hard. Good. Uh, the show is about it's like it's kind of a character study about two people, so Connell and Mari and Marianne, who are played by Paul Mescal and Daisy Edgar Jones. Um, Paul Mescal's actually nominated for an Emmy in this. Oh, I think Daisy Edgar Jones was super robbed um, of her nomination. <laughs> it follows their relationship through the years, so it's very introspective in a sense. Na these two people have a very deep connection and. Um, that deep connection like kind of comes with this presumption that they know what goes on in each other's heads and that's why they always end up miscommunicating because they expect too much of each other. So you see how wow. that runs from 12 episodes <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't recommend... Yeah, I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend binging it. Better to slow watch it, but it's a fantastic show and the book is also really good. But where do you find the copy of the book at this point? I've been trying so hard. So um, I'm buying it. I have a, I have a Kindle. Oh, okay. uh, that makes it easier. <laughs> uh, I'll, go, I'll, go ne- I'll go next. So, um, cause, well, my life's always been pretty much work every day. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, since I'm not going anywhere, like literally not going anywhere, I'm not much of a series person. So I, mm. what I decided the past few weeks was, you know, uh, might as well succumb to the net, uh, the universe that is Netflix, okay. and watch all the sh- and watch the shows that I never that people always hyped up about, and I actually never got to watch. Mm-mm. So, the past month I finished Black Mirror. Oh wow! Very recently I finished Breaking Bad, and I caught up with Better Call Saul, and wow, it's amazing! Like. <laughs> If you don't, if you don't want to be disappointed by a, sh- a series or a movie and has a great continuity, you should watch Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Like maybe this is a personal choice, but I like Saul better than Breaking Bad. It's interesting because well, I just find I find the well, Saul is just a great character, and I find the the courtroom drama more, I know, like m- much appealing. And you know, I like the characters then, especially like people like Gus and know, and uh, and Mike. So, mm. well, they're just really interesting characters. But since uh, Better Call Saul is on a break right now, I'm in the middle of The Crown. So I'm, <laughs> I'm getting excited. Well, it's I'm feeling really intrigued about the story, and you know, so, well, Netflix guys, it's such a haven, pala. I didn't never, I never, never realized it. So I'm glad good, you got on the hype train. Yeah, and again, so, hello Netflix. Please sponsor us. Ang tagal na natin sa show na to. Episode 52 na to. <laughs> Is it really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then? Uh, oh man, I hate going last. Uh, so, for uh, music recommendation, there's a K-pop artist I really love right now called... Um, her stage name is Hafelt, but her real name is Park Yoon. And she was one of the Wonder Girls before. So if you know the song oh. Nobody, that was them. Mm. And it doesn't sound like 
the song Nobody, so don't need to worry <laughs> about that. It's like slow jazz, slow rock, and uh, some of the songs are in English. The one of the title tracks is called Life Sucks, which is you know, yeah, it does. <laughs> so it, I don't know. It's like it's like ha- it's like the cathartic sad, which is why I I really recommend it. The entire album called Seventeen uh, Nineteen uh, is is really really good. So listen to that. Um, I super recommend. Uh, uh, Paula mentioned Haikyuu. I recommend reading the manga. It just finished. It's fantastic. I can't read it, Dran. I can't. Uh, I have to wait for the anime. Ah, <laughs> uh, this. Oh, I, I'm not even gonna talk about it. But <laughs> it's it's it made me read more about volleyball. Like not just like like the rules and stuff, but it made yeah. me research like our history of volleyball in the Philippines. Why we're it, like the history of it in Korea and in Japan and all over the world and. It, it like basketball was always like a really big sport for me, and now I feel like yeah. I'm just a, as big of a fan as volleyball now, be- just because of Haikyuu. Yay. So it's it it really made me um, love the sport. And uh, for a movie, there's a movie called "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Um, it's a documentary oh, about yeah. Fred Rogers, and movie. it's like the most wholesome. He's like the nicest man. So I never, I've never, I haven't seen a single episode of, of his show, but I'm a fan of his just because of the documentary. So watch that if you want to feel happy. And then listen to... It's going to be on Netflix, right? Or yung Tom Hanks ba yung nasa... Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks. The, the Tom yeah, Hanks the Tom film Hanks. is on Netflix. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah. an okay watch also, yeah, but it's, mas it's, maganda yung documentary. Nice yeah. yeah. And then, oh, I forgot. Sorry, this is another movie, but this is like... Crazy discovery. Um, there's a movie called Antala- ah, Atalantiques, which is a supernatural romance movie. Um, and I found out about it because it was nominated for the Palme d'Or at Cannes last year. Wow. And wow. The, the director, oh my goodness, I forgot her name, but she was the first uh, black woman to be nominated for the Palme d'Or. First, oh, and the great. movie later won the Grand Jury Prize, which is also first. So, great. wow, yeah. it's it's really good. Oh, same same cinematographer as Portrait of a Lady on Fire. As well. If you needed another Ooh. reason to watch it, oh, <laughs> Ooh. Was like, so, okay. <laughs> well. But before we end, thank you so much, Paula, for taking over this episode. <laughs> like, it's, it's so the first weird. time we ever did this on the show, and. I'm happy that you know we got to take the spotlight with Harry Potter, and yeah, we're uh, look forward to more episodes like this where more of our co-hosts will take over with the stuff that they love. Yes. That I, I'm not as like into. I mean, I'm still probably into it, but not as much as they are. So thank you, Paula, for this whole Potter episode, and thank you, everyone. So Paula will will take. <laughs> Well, thank you everyone for joining the podcast again. And thank you, Chola, for giving me the opportunity to talk about uh, Harry Potter. Um, aside from the regular talking of Harry Potter that I do on a day-to-day basis. So this is greatly appreciated. Um, and thank you to everyone for listening. You guys can stream all of our previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you can stream your podcasts. Um, and of course, we're also on Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM. So thank you so much to the Radio Katipunan family for all the constant support and um, just allowing us to air the program on your station. Our video episodes can also be found on their page. So if you're interested in what we actually look like um, and all of the, you know, <laughs> the pointing back that I do to my video our and all outfit, of that stuff, our, our outfits. Shirt. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and Dren's name <laughs> um, can be found on their page as well. And feel free to follow us on social media. That's at Popcorn W Cholo, at Popcorn with Cholo. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more updates, um, not just about the podcast, but in, about pop culture in general. So thank you guys. See you next time. And Mischief Managed. Bye. Bye. <laughs>